This is Yahya Sharil, and welcome to the Cultural Perspective series of the Torah and the Testimony Podcast, aka TNT, where we attempt to blow up the mountains of stereotypes and prejudices that divide us and build bridges that unify us. This is Yaya Sherrill bringing you another TNT podcast. I'm joined with the brothers Nabi Ariel and Rashawn Yasharel. Today our topic is how to keep the Passover and how to prep for the Passover as we awaken to the Most High's Law, Statutes, and Commandments. So, uh, Passover prep. So, I guess... Uh, however you want to lay it down, but, you know, the, the podcast is kind of, like, focused on helping people who have now accepted the truth or on the way to accepting the truth, how to live the way that the Most High asks us to live, which is uh, keeping his laws and his statutes and his commandments and his feast days and his, and his Shabbats and his new moons. And so, um, and sometimes we need to break that down um, to just just a little bit farther, right? And so, how mm-hmm. how do we keep the Passover? How do we prep for it? You know, what do we need to do uh, pre Passover? And uh, and also when we get into the weeks um, uh, of unle- the week of unleavened bread, what are we supposed to do then? All right. And and, and here yeah. can we work? During the week of unleavened bread. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Oh, we start now. Or you just talk. Oh no, no, we we starting. Go ahead, go ahead, bro. All right. Let's start here. I want you to see in Exodus the twelfth chapter let's get the original Passover Mm. it's a long chapter but we're not doing the whole chapter here is what you need to look at Exodus the 12th chapter Mm -hmm. and we're going to see what thus says God in his word how are you supposed to do leading up to Passover. And I want you to listen to how it reads here. Look what God said for Moses and his people. He says now, Exodus 12 and 1, and the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It is it shall be the first month of the year to you. Now we must first find out what's the name of that month. And you go to Exodus the 13th chapter and we'll start at the third verse. Look what it says here. Moses And Moses said unto the people, remember this day in which he came out from Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For by the strength of hand the Lord brought you out from this place. There shall no leavened bread be eaten. 
This day came out in the month Abiel. Abiel, and you look it up, is a correlation to April. And when you look it up in the Hebrew, it's Aviv. A-V-I-V. Aviv. Aviv means spring. So what God is telling the children of Israel through Moses, say, look, the month that you came out of Egypt is going to be the beginning of the month. It's going to be the first month to you. What month is that? Amen. It's going to be in the month April when the spring equinox kicks in. And then the full, the next full moon that you get to, next, excuse me, the next new moon will be the first month of the year to you. See, what people don't understand, brothers, here, is that God had everything lined up back then. When the spring equinox came in, the new moon was there. Man had messed up something so much until it's off here and there. But God had everything lined up right. So what God is saying, when the new moon comes, either on or after the spring equinox, that is the beginning of the year to you. It's going to be the first month. And the first month begins with April. And it goes from there on down. This is how you stay in line with God's word. January is not the first month of the year. Man gave you that. It comes in April with the spring equinox. Now, go back to the 12th chapter. Look what God is telling Moses to get ready to do for Passover. He says, speak unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, in the 10th day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the lamb, and if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of soul. Every man according to his eating shall they make your account for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish and male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep or from the goat. Now, the lamb, if you are in the country and you go get your lamb, you buy a lamb or you raise your own. And if you're buying a lamb, the lamb have to be at least a year old. Can't be under a year. The people used to call it back in the day, calling them a yearling. He must be a year old. Why? Because God says by that time the mother had winged him off of her. All right. Now, that being said, once you get the lamb, hear what God's telling you must do. You can get it from the sheep or from the goat. Look what God telling you must do in the sixth verse. And he shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Now, you get the lamb and you put the lamb up on the 10th day of the first month. Now, that being said, the 10th day 
for Passover this year according to the new moon. Amen. Because the new moon will be coming Sunday. Mm-hmm. And with the new moon is Sunday, then Monday will be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You count ten days. When you count ten days from Monday, you will find it on the 21st of April. That's when you put the lamb up. Now when you put him up, amen. Now he got to be put up and saved there for four days. Look what the word of God says here. On the 14th day. So the 14th day, it'll be four days from 10. And then you'll find that will be on the 25th of April. You're supposed to kill him at sundown. Well, you're supposed to kill him and have Passover that night, which will be April the 25th. All right. Now, here's what we do. Now, we do we do all of this at the Word of Truth Ministry. But I'm, I'm dealing with people that's in the countryside. Then you when you kill the lamb, you take the blood from the lamb and you strike it upon the doorpost. Why? Because the seventh verse is going to tell you right here. And they shall take off the blood and strike it upon the, the two side posts and upon the upper doorposts of the house wherein they shall eat it. Uh-huh. You put it up there. Why? Is because God going to tell you about it when we get down through here in a minute. There's a reason for it. Look what it says here. 8 verse 8, and they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread and with bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs and with the putinous thereof. Brother and sister, you have to roast your lamb whole. You don't gut it. All I know that sounds rough, don't it? <laughs> but you, you telling me, mm -mm, I'm the book said it. That's right. You have to, you have to run a rod through it, just like you see them do on TV or in real life. Have a have a hole with a rod straight through them, and they be outside roast them over an open fire. This is what God is saying here. But you got to leave everything in it and roast them whole. Oh, it's gonna be all right. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's gonna be all right. I know. Well, I can't eat that. Yes, it will. It's be good. It will. You got to. You got to take a part. Take a part of that. Look what God says here. And now, at the tenth verse, He said, "He shall let none of it remain until the morning. That shall remain of it until the morning. He shall burn with fire. You can't have a doggy bag." You can't have a takeout plate. Brothers and sisters, all that you don't eat before the sun come up, God said you got to burn it with fire. You, we have to burn bones, all the meat, flesh up, and turn it into ashes. The fire got to be shown up hot to burn all that up. But if you're eating it, 
there's not much flesh left to burn. But God said that's what we're supposed to do. Now, I want you to look down here and see what God says here. The 11 verse says, Thus shall you eat it with your lawns girded, with your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Not Navi's Passover, not Brother Yehukanan's Passover, not Brother Sean's Passover. It is the Lord's Passover, not Moses' Passover. Look, why? Because it says here, For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. God is saying, I'm coming through Egypt. And look what it says in the 13th verse. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the house of where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Brothers and sisters, we put the blood upon the door so the death angel can pass over you on Passover night. And we does that. Amen. We take the blood, put it up on the doorpost, on the two side posts, and at the top. And for my Hebrew brothers out there that know, when you look at, you put that, that means something. When you put that up on the door, it is putting something up there that correlating with God. It is a Hebrew letter. And the Hebrew letter is Ket. And the Hebrew letter Ket is spelled like that. And when you put it with the Yud, it means Kai. And Kai in Hebrew, it means life in English. You are asking God to give you life. When you hear, amen, the Jews speak and say, Lechai, that means to life. Kai means life. Amen. So you are telling God you want life when you put the door up there. You are putting a Hebrew letter on the door post. And God see it. Yeah. And he says, oh, that's life. They want life. Keep on going. Pass over. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. That's what he said. If you don't put up on the door, you are subject to have God coming in and doing something to you. So it wasn't about the blood. It was about obedience. Now, I know somebody is saying in their spirit, well, wait a minute, Navi. Okay, we're going to wait here a minute. I know the Christ came and did away with that. We don't have to do that anymore. Okay, then. We're going to get scripture for that in a minute. And I'm going to address that for you. So I know you won't be off balance there. I'm going to help you. But let us continue this real quickly here. The 14th verse says, And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generation. Ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance. How long? Forever. Mm. Not until Christ comes. Not when Christ died, you still for to keep it. 
even when Christ was here on the scene, he kept Passover. And brothers and sisters, I have you to know, all the disciples and brother Paul, at the end, they kept Passover until they left here. Even when Christ went out the scene, they still kept Passover. So we are supposed to keep Passover. Now, I want you to see something here. Look what the 15th verse says. Seven days shall ye eat unleavened bread. Even the first day ye shall put away leaven out of your house. For whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from Israel. Now, brothers and sisters, here's the preparation part for this. When let's say let's do this if you are a good house cleaner then you don't have to do this you can wait but if you are a terrible house cleaner and you need time you're supposed to go through your house starting now amen and clean out all the leaven out of your house amen you have to get rid of all crackers, cookies, cakes, pies, anything that has leaven in it, it has to get out your house. And it has to stay out of your house until the, the seventh day of unleavened bread is over with. Now, if you have a storage house, or some people have sheds and storage, but take it and put it out there and get it out your house. It have to get out of your house. Now, for people that know the Hebrew way, we start cutting back in March on buying a whole lot of things with leaven in it so you don't have to do all that cleaning out. You start cutting back on stuff with leaven in it so when it comes down do you do your spring cleaning. See, people don't understand. Our forefathers knew what was going on. They just didn't have the whole truth. I know back in anybody that's 50 years and older would know what I'm talking about. Your grandparents and your grand uh, great-grandparents would tell you, all right, come on around here and spring and clean up time. You got to clean out. We even do some spring cleaning. They would go through that whole house and scrub it, wash it, clean it, raising up windows so the air can blow through it to clean the house out. Why? Because it's been shut up all went along. They would get to the point where they would even give you some castor to clean you out. All right now. See, I'm talking about the fitting it up. They know what I'm talking about. So this is what God's saying. Get all the leaven out your house. So anything that has leaven in it, brothers and sisters out there, podcast listeners, if you want to pass over, get the leaven out of your house. Look at the boxes. Look at the bags and read them. See what got leaven in it. And it has leaven in it. Get it out your house until after the seventh day of unleavened bread. Now, some people wait until the 10th day or wait until the 14th. 
Don't let Passover catch you with leaven in your house. Because God said it is a sin. So you had to clean it out. Get it out the way. And I knew it was going to be hard for some people because some people love crackers and cookies and cakes and all that good sweet stuff. And bread. Amen. You got to get the bread out. Whether wheat bread, barley bread, or the regular sandwich bread that you buy at the store. You can't have it in your house. The brothers wouldn't want us to talk about preparation for Passover. That's what you have to do. Now, look what it says here in the 16th verse. God said here, and in the first day, there shall be a holy convocation. And in the seventh day, there shall be a holy convocation to you. No amount of work shall be done in them, save that which every man must eat. That only may be done of you. So, God is saying the first day Passover is one night. That will begin at sundown on the April the 25th of 2021. The next day, which is April the 26th, it is the first day of unleavened bread. That is a Sabbath. Amen. It is a Sabbath. It's a feast day. You don't go to work. You don't do anything. You find your worship place to go attend or you rest if you can't find a place to worship at. Amen. Now, then on the seventh day, the 25th, amen, is the first day. Then you count seven days from the 25th. And when you count seven days from the 25th, amen, you're looking at what day we have it on. You come right back on May the 2nd. The May the 2nd is the seventh day of unleavened bread. It also is a Sabbath. So you're looking at two days that God said you must be in attendance for those days. They are Sabbaths for you. The first day, which would be April the 26th, and the seventh day, which would be May the 2nd. Those days you don't go to work. Those are the days you do not do any in your yards, going to the stores and buying and all that. It is It carries the same guideline as a regular Sabbath on Saturday. Now, the days from in the middle of that, between those two days, you can work. You're okay. Amen. If you want to take off, if you got a vacation day, so be it. But God is not requiring you to take off those days. But you must take off on the first day and the seventh day because it's in the word. Now, that being said, all right. Oh, let me go back to this. For those of you that's in the cities, amen. Now, that's between you and God on this deal here. Because if you're buying sheep out of the store, you know how that goes. 
you got to you got to pray to God and tell him, Amen. You celebrating Passover, and then I mean you can't put the blood up on the door because you're buying your sheep out of the store and you're buying lamb that you're gonna roast and you're gonna cook and you're gonna have if you're having Passover in the city and you can't be to somewhere where somebody's having service of Passover. So that will cover you for that. Mm-hmm. But you really need to put some kind of symbol for the blood over the door. If you are not able to make it to a place where some people are celebrating Passover. All right. Any questions? No, no, you're doing a wonderful job. Uh, answer all of them. Uh, Okay. Yeah, you're doing, now, doing a good job. Well, thank you. Now, let's get Leviticus 23. I want you to look at this here. Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. And we're going to start at the 14th verse. What God was saying here. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocation, which ye shall proclaim in their season. In the 14th day of the first month at Eve is the Lord's Passover. And on the 15th day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread unto the Lord. Seven days ye must eat unleavened bread. Brothers and sisters, I didn't write that. So what I'm saying to you is this. If you want to celebrate Passover, you got to get all the leavened bread out of your house. Anything that makes something rise, you got to get rid of it. Two, God is not asking. He's commanding us to eat unleavened bread for seven straight days. And in Hebrew, the word called Matzah. Amen. You can find it at your nearest Kroger store. I don't know if they don't run out by now. Or you can buy it from Amazon. Or if you if you brothers and sisters that know how to make a masa, a number just flour and water. Flour and water. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. That what you that's what you have to eat for seven straight days. Well, why we got to eat that? Because it is a reenactment that God wants us to know what he brought our forefathers through for seven days after we left Egypt. That's in Exodus. We didn't have... Uh, we didn't, yes, sir. Quick question. Come on. All right, so that, that masa, you put it in the pan, uh, you mixing the flour and the water together, uh, you put it in the pan with some oil, Right. Okay. Uh, as long as that, so, so. you don't want no, you don't want no anything that don't make it rise. We don't want that. It got to be flat. It just uh, that's right there. We we can throw a little seasoning in that in that uh in that flour in that water. Oh no 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 no. Uh uh-uh. uh no sir. What be no sir no season no nothing trying to make it sweet enough make it no no sir. So what kind of flour? Regular. That's it. 
regular all-purpose flour. Just straight flour if you're going to make it yourself. Okay. Don't, you can't dress it up and make it taste sweet and all that because we didn't have it back then. Gotcha. We got the, God is saying Passover is a reenactment. It is to show us what our forefather went through for those seven days. That's what it's all about. People don't understand. It is a reason why we do certain things in the scripture of God. It's because our forefather did and God want us to understand where he brought us from to where he's taking us to. Hey, if you don't know where you're going, they always say any road will take you there. Hmm? If you don't know where you're going, any road would take you there. So God is saying, I'm trying to take you somewhere. But I need you to know and understand what I brought your forefathers from and where I took them to. And he took us all the way to the promised land. He said, but they was not no easy time getting there. So that being said, I want someone to see. I want you to see something here. We must eat unleavened bread for seven days. We must put the blood up on the door. Amen. And we must keep the two feast days, which will be the first day and the seventh day. We must clean out all the leaven out your houses. I want you to look at something here. Look at Deuteronomy, the 16th chapter. Look what it says here. <clears throat> and I'm going to do some questions here. I do believe. Yes, I do. All right. Look what it says here. Deuteronomy 16 and 1. I'm going to read quickly. I'm going to get down to the fourth verse. Observe the month Abiel. And keep the Passover unto the Lord thy God. For in the month of Abib, that's April, the Lord thy God brought thee forth out of Egypt by night. Thou shalt therefore sacrifice the Passover unto the Lord thy God of the flock and the herd and the place which the Lord choose to place his name there. Thou shalt eat no leavened bread with it. Seven days shalt thou eat unleavened bread. Therewith, even the bread of affliction. For that was the affliction. See, it's not good. It was sweet. Yes, there you go. For thou shalt, thou camest forth out of the land of Egypt in haste, that thou mayest remember the day when thou coming forth out of the land of Egypt all the days of thy life. We got to remember this, brothers and sisters. If you said you are a follower of God, follow of the Messiah then this is what we must do amen look what the fourth verse said and there shall be no leavened bread be seen with thee in all thy coasts seven days neither shall there anything of the flesh with thy sacrifice the first day at eve remain all night until the morning there it is right there is telling you you cannot have no living bread nowhere around you that's why I say brother and sister you have to get it out of your house 
And also, brothers and sisters, let me say this to you. Make sure you check the vehicles, your automobiles that you're driving every day. Check it. Make sure you don't have no cakes and cookies and paste stashed in your glove compartment, in your armrest, in the side door packing. Amen. Why? Well, not be why is that? Because that's the vehicle you're driving every day. You will be driving it for the next seven days when you when you celebrate Passover. You still got that living with you. So that's why it behoove us that you check the automobiles, clean the trunk out, make sure nothing left. Cause now a different story. If there's an automobile you're not driving, if you're sitting out in the yard or sitting out in the driveway, or, you know that kind of thing, off to itself, fine, you're not in it. But if you're driving your vehicle every day, this is your daily vehicle. Make sure you check it to make sure no leaven is in your vehicle. And definitely don't have none in your house. All right. That is the preparation for Passover. Are there any questions? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You, uh brought it home especially with Deuteronomy right there yeah he did he did so sure did and uh, I'm gonna tell you what's amazing to me is we did all that and uh, we never left the Torah see ya mm. alright it's in the law yes sir it's in the law it's in the law and, and I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna tell you this that's actually the chapter that I've been on for the last couple of days last week Leviticus 23 that is mm. and we spoke about yeah. it yeah that's where the feast days mm-hmm. brothers and sisters out there in the radio land of, I mean podcast land this is God's holy day God gave us holy days he didn't give us holidays man gave you holidays God gave you holy days. And all the days that we are commanded to keep are in Leviticus 23. Mm. It starts from the one that you keep every week, and that's the Sabbath. And it's going to come all the way down until you get to the last one, which is the Feast of Tabernacles. And brother and sister, I have you to know, for everyone that God's got, the devil got a counterfeit for it. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it. Whenever the brothers want to talk about that, amen. God's commandment, God's holy day compared to man's holidays. Amen. You got to know. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. The brothers say it plainly. That's verse 23. All right. Any questions? No, that's it. That's it for me, brother Navi. Anything, Rashawn? Mm, I got cut off somewhere. Oh yeah, he might be going to a bad spot. Well, brother Navi, man, I so appreciate you. uh, As always. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, everything's okay. Go ahead. Any any questions, brother? 
No, no, everything was pretty good, man. You know me, I always go back and listen to the podcast over and over and over again, like reading the scriptures. So, I mean, it's it's always something that you can you can catch and you can find, you know. So I just just go keep going over and over and, and just let the rule out, man. Just show me show me some, you know, uh, 3D. Just bring it out to me. That's it. That's it. All right, brother Navi, you enjoy your uh, your Shabbat. Yes, I would please, do, please brother. do, please do, brother. You all, brother, have a blessed Shabbat. People out there on TNT podcast, have a blessed Shabbat. And I want to say, hey man, Shabbat Shalom to brother Kevin and brother Ivan. If you see them brothers and talk to them, tell them to not be say Shabbat Shalom, and we're still praying for them also. And all of you out there in the Amen podcast land that listen to the this great work that these brothers are doing. Amen. We are praying for you all too that you will continue eyes open, ears be unstopped, and mind to understand what a great God Yah is trying to take you to. I Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. This has been your brother Yaya Sherell, and as always, I would like to leave you with this. We are the chosen people. The book called the Bible is your black history book. You were commanded to keep the Torah, aka laws, statutes, and commandments based on Matthew chapter 19, verse 17, and 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. And remember, unlike others will say about us, we teach love, not hate, unity, not division. Yahuwah bless you and keep you. Yahuwah make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Yahuwah lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom brothers and sisters.